We're still trying to come out of COVID. How have we been coping? Today on The Pulse, we talk about one particular age group, and the observations may surprise you. This is the Yukon Health Pulse, a podcast to help you get to know Yukon Health and its people a little better, and hopefully leave you with some health information you'll find useful. With Carolyn Pennington, I'm Chris DeFrancesco. While the isolation has been easing, we're not back to normal just yet. And how has that isolation, coupled with concerns over vulnerability to complications, been affecting older adults? Today, we have the Chair of Psychiatry at UConn Health, Dr. David Steffens, here to tell us about it, plus Tia Kozar, a second-year medical student who's been working with Dr. Steffens to study some aspects of this. Thank you both for joining us. So let's start off with you, Dr. Steffens. Overall, how have older adults been handling the COVID pandemic? Carolyn, they've been handling them surprisingly well, actually. We were really worried about how the isolation would affect older adults. We know that there's lots of beneficial effects of uh, two older adults of being out there, do, enjoying their usual activities, and we're frankly really worried about how they would handle this level of isolation. We know that, for example, the beneficial effects of social activity uh, include uh, more physical activity because they're out and about. Uh, that improves muscle mass and overall strength, improves people's balance, so they're less risk for falls. In my uh, line of work in mental health, it also has a lot of beneficial effects in terms of uh, improved self-esteem, improved mood, less depression, less anxiety. So we were really worried, but a lot of the studies coming out show that older people are really handling this much better than thought and that the, we're not seeing these increased rates of uh, depression, anxiety, and frankly, suicidal thinking that we were really worried about when this pandemic hit. So it sounds like they're doing better than the average population, than the younger folks. They are. And in fact, a lot of the studies that have uh, looked at the effects of the pandemic on different age groups really point to vulnerability in the, in the adults below age 25. In the 18 to 24-year-olds, they have, in, in one report, uh, half-reported uh, significant depression symptoms, uh, half reported significant anxiety symptoms, and about a quarter uh, thought about suicide from time to time. That compared to the uh, adults over 65, those numbers are well less than five or six percent. And so really focusing on the younger adult population is important. I will say though that another important population that seems to be at risk are caregivers, and those can be caregivers across the age span, but the stress of caregiving to particularly older adults seems to be wearing a lot, the pandemic seems to be wearing a lot on that age group as well. So I find that so interesting. So why do you think older adults are handling it better than the younger people? I think it comes down to the notion of resilience. Um, in, in, uh, in studies, we kind of define resilience as the capacity to navigate adversity in a manner that protects health, well-being, and life satisfaction. So being able to withstand the stress of COVID really maps back to sort of a lifetime of learning how to deal with all sorts of stress. This is a group that has lived through, some through the Great Depression, certainly several recessions, uh, wars, 
um, all sorts of other uh, really bad events in their life. And for many adults who have um, survived into older age, they bring with them this toolkit of how they um, were able to cope with and um, and get past some of these challenges. So this notion of resilience is really taken on, I think, a new importance in terms of the research going on in how older adults are generally grappling with the current pandemic. That's a fascinating aspect to this because like, I remember more than a year ago, actually having a conversation with Julian Ford, similar to this, like you're talking about a group of people who have gone through what you just described have gone through is like we have this world crisis and now today what we're being asked to do our part we're not going off to fight a war or dealing with a with a an economic depression but we're being asked to stay home sit on the couch and order takeout i think we can weather this (laughs) but so it makes me wonder like if if we were having this conversation 50 years from now like how would my generation be doing or probably probably the generation following me, how would they be doing? Like, I wonder how resilient they would be. But I, guess but I remember, and I was surprised because I always felt like the younger people would be able to handle things better. I was much, at the start of COVID, I was much more worried about the, my older relatives and fam, you know, family members and friends because I just thought they're, they're going to be in, the, in their home all by themselves and you know, not as active. And so I was much more worried about, about them than my younger friends and family, and so here you go, who knew? Right, but you know, when you think about it though, so much of being a young person is being out there and you know, looking for that special someone or going out with friends and really being out there and and having that restricted has much greater effects, I think, on the younger folks. And um, like you said, Chris, the, the old people, okay, well, well, we're being asked to sit on the couch. We also, I think, underestimate um, Uh, older adults ability to be connected and so a lot of them have that ability through um, you know their churches have gone online and other support groups or there's their friends are online and they've and they've figured out um, zoom meetings and other things like that um, that we sometimes don't think that older adults can do but in fact I think they've risen to the occasion because they've kind of had to uh, Dr. David Steffens, Chair of Psychiatry at UConn Health, and Tia Kozar, a second-year medical student, who's helping Dr. Steffens with some of his research. Let's talk a little bit about how you're finding out this information. I mean, sure, some of it's observational from what you do, but as a specialist in geriatric psychiatry, you've got your, your finger on the pulse in these types of matters. How are you collecting this data? Right. So uh, I'm fortunate to have a longitudinal study where we're studying a group of uh, older adults that come in depressed and hopefully through the study become undepressed, but also a group of never depressed older adults. And so we've been following them longitudinally. And with the onset of the uh, pandemic, we knew it would be important to try to get some measures of how the uh, pandemic was affecting um, both the uh, d- what we call the depressed group and the uh, control group. And uh, fortunately, uh, we were able to gather some data uh, from 2020. And then uh, also fortunately, uh, Tia was able to join our group this year and do some follow-up um, on those uh, measures of resilience and depression and anxiety. All right, so Tia, tell us a little about your role in this. 
Yes. Uh, so yeah, this summer I started picking up where Dr. Steffens left off. What we thought would have been our COVID endpoint here in 2021 um, ended up being a continuation um, via in-person interviews and phone interviews, um, determining different factors related to the pandemic with the tool um, EPIG, so Epidemic Pandemic uh, Impacts Inventory, uh, looking at social support, um, economics, as well as some other factors to see how that played into older adults' resilience and depression. And how did you get involved in that? Well, I, I have a passion for, for geriatrics, specifically geriatric psychiatry. So when I heard about the work Dr. Steffens was doing, I had to get involved. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I ran a dementia unit in a nursing home. So that was kind of the eye of the storm, um, March 2020. So seeing everything that happened there, uh, I definitely wanted to see what I could do to see how that affected older people. And geriatric psychiatry, is it the, the path that you see yourself on? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt in my mind. <laughs> Excellent. So for this survey, were you actually talking to, you'd, you'd call them, you'd... you'd yes, I, I was interviewing older people, um, asking about them, the people who lived at home with them, whether it be their caregivers, um, their partners. So it was really great to be able to hear these stories straight from the older people themselves. Oh, I'm sure some were very emotional and it must have been difficult at times. It, it definitely was. Um, a lot of times they would be so eager to be able to share um, what they went through, sometimes, you know, not having had other people to be telling this to. So it, w it was nice to be able to be an ear for them to lean on. Now, I would, I would think as someone not involved at the level you're involved in, the factors that would have the most impact on someone's state of mind as an older person, especially would be loneliness or depression or maybe possible economic concerns or just the threat that I'm in an age where I'm at a more vulnerable position to get really, really sick from this. Are those kind of what might have been the biggest factors in how people were reacting to this, or were there other factors that someone like me wouldn't know about? So it, it is true that um, depression played a role, and in, in Tia's work we found that you know de depression did edge up a bit, um, actually, in, in both groups. Um, and that there was a relationship between, I think, some financial stress and just sort of the some of that isolation um, and things affecting other members of the family that were at home. But interestingly, and and consistent with what we talked about at the at the beginning of this, is that in both groups, um, a sense of, of resilience actually increased over over the year and through the pandemic. So, I think that they were able to show. Yes, I can get through this. It's it's really difficult. Um, we think that that part of part of this is there is the wisdom that they that they have um, uh, gained over over their lifetime. So that maybe they think, well, this is bad, but really my lifestyle hasn't changed that much. Or there are changes, but I'm adjusting well. Particularly, I've learned how to use new technology. Um, or I'm doing okay, but I'm unhappy about some of these lifestyle changes, or I'm not so thrilled with not being able to have those in-person uh, interactions. But by and large, they've been able to strike that balance of, you know, there are there are, there are some um, there are some uh, lemons out there. I've been able to make some lemonade. I've been able to sort of get past this. Uh, in a similar way that I was able to um, during past stress. Yeah, specifically going off of that, we saw that there was a lot of um, positive change in self that these older folks were seeing, where they saw the silver lining, as Dr. Steffens was saying, 
whether it was more quality time with their loved ones, even if it be virtual, um, learning a new hobby or skill. Um, so I think that really played into that resilience where they were able to have that positive outlook. What do we know today that we didn't know in March of 2020 that might help our care and understanding of mental health in older adults? I think a focus on resilience in both depression and never depressed people is really important. I think that sometimes we have viewed people who've had depression as people who've been defeated by life. And in fact, depression is 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 too complex for that. There, there are certain biological um, conditions that, that can set you up for depression or, you know, recent loss of somebody, all that. But, but in fact, people do carry with them through life this toolkit of how they've been able to overcome from the past. And I think part of what I certainly have learned as a clinician is to trust that there is a resilience there, even if um, somebody presents with a lot of depression symptoms. Um, and that while we worry about our older adults, really it's the, it's the, it's the younger folks that we really do need to, to focus on and worry about in terms of the effects of the isolation related to the pandemic on their mental health. And Tia, what, what have you taken from the last year and a half or however long you've been involved in this? I think specifically um, as, a, as a student and as a young person, there are a lot of misconceptions about what aging looks like and what aging can be. Um, going into this project, I had a lot of the same concerns where I was expecting certain results. Um, I was expecting that increased depression and that, you know, there's so much more we need to be doing for our older people. Uh, and I think that that is true. Um, but rather we should be supporting them and that there is a lot that we can learn from them as well um, and a lot we should be able to take, to take away uh, moving forward after this pandemic. And, and what's next for you as we as we speak today recording this you're a second year medical student you just started year number two so how long are you involved in this project and kind of what's ahead for you? Well I'd, I'd love to see um, since this was supposed to be our end point um, moving forward once we are kind of out of the weeds with the pandemic to see if this resilience continues um, once we are past the pandemic and if this depression also stabilizes as well, uh, I think there's a lot to, to see how lasting these results are. All right. Tia Kozar, thank you so much. Second year medical student, UConn School of Medicine. Dr. David Steffens, chair of psychiatry at UConn Health. And that is our time for today. Thank you to Dr. Steffens and future Dr. Kozar and Carolyn Pennington. I'm Christy Francesco. Thank you for listening to the Yukon Health Pulse. Now be sure to subscribe so you can catch us next time and please share with a friend.